1: This week's episode of Sounds Good with Brandon Harvey is brought to you by the Gradient Podcast Network. Sounds Good is one of the launch shows of the Gradient Podcast Network. Check out their other podcasts like In Case You Missed It, Animalators, and It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's a Podcast at gradient.is. That's gradient.is. Hey everyone, Brandon Harvey here. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds Good. I'm on the road right now. I'm in Texas. I've got a few photo shoots. I'm doing a few interviews live and in person in Texas, which is really fun. And of course, I'm checking out South by Southwest, which means I'm not in the studio and audio quality may not be as amazing as usual. Sorry about that. I'm actually crashing at a friend's house right now. I'm recording this via Skype and a borrowed microphone and there's like tape wrapped all around it. And uh, I'm even in a bit of a noisy neighborhood. So the audio may not be amazing, but this week is going to be amazing because I'm talking with Britt Nilsen, whose name you may recognize from ABC's The Bachelor. She got a handful of roses, cried a little bit, and even got invited back for a season of The Bachelorette. If you don't watch The Bachelor, like me, totally stick around. Brit has this incredible story of going through the craziness of the reality TV world and coming out so much stronger on the other side. So let's just jump straight into it. Okay, so I'm here with Britt Nilsson.
0: Britt's
1: right here, and uh, we're talking over Skype. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> this is so much fun. We, we've just been giggling for a few minutes before the show even started. I know. I was so. like,
0: are we allowed to tell everyone that we've just been having, like, a great time already? Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I love what you're doing. I think this is a, a brilliant idea. Thank I you.
1: It. Thank you. So, Britt, you and I just met um, kind of randomly. We were both on a trip to yeah. Israel together. Yes. Um,
0: yeah, it was beautiful, but yes, supremely random, like... The craziest way you can meet someone. And the best, I think.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I was... <laughs> so I'll admit this from the beginning. I don't think I've ever watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. How dare you? I, I know. <laughs> I know. Me and uh, most... No, that's most, totally fine. Yeah. So I had never seen the show, but I also was, like, aware of you. I knew who you were. Um, really? I Yeah, I had friends who had, uh, who had like, talked about you. They're like, okay, there's this girl, Britt. She's on The Bachelor. <laughs> Uh, the Bachelor is whatever, but for is, like that's that's kind of how they.
0: You know what's funny is you can totally say that to me because that's kind of like even before I went on the show, like I would I would watch the show and I wouldn't tell anyone I watched it. I was like a closet fan, like I literally would, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. a guilty pleasure, and I wouldn't tell anyone, and I was like embarrassed. So. Number one, it's okay that you haven't seen it. Number two, it's okay that your friends are kinda like the show's whatever. Cause you know, I mean, reality TV is reality TV and it's kind of an adventurous social experiment. But yeah, it's completely bizarre. Completely
1: yeah. bizarre. Yeah, that's funny. And okay. <laughs> so break this down for me then. Like how did you yes. like how did you get into the world of reality TV? Because I don't
0: that's I like means. maybe no
1: other people have done reality TV, but probably not. I don't think so.
0: You're, not to my knowledge. Um <laughs> yeah, so obviously, I mean It wasn't like, you know, I wasn't in kindergarten like, what do you want to be right when you grow up? I want to be on reality TV and I, you know, I want to like have my heart broken in front of millions of people. That's what I want, you know. Um, I kind of am a person that kind of feels their way through life. And I, you know what I mean? I'm like, I feel like this is a yes. This is an adventure I feel like. Drawn towards, this is something that I'm gravitating towards for whatever reason, or this feels heavy or darker. I don't want to go that way, whatever. So, basically, what happened is it's funny that we kind of started out talking this way. I used to watch the show and not tell people. Um, and there was this one really crazy episode, and I'm a verbal processor. Um, which I'm sure you'll get to know by the end of this. But, I love that. I, am, um, I totally am too. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I know. I think that's why we get along. So anyway, so I really want to process this show that I just watched. And so I'm talking to a girlfriend at my job. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see this? And we start talking about it. And I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I watch it. You're embarrassed. You watch it. It's silly, whatever. But let's move on. And halfway through the conversation, she just goes, and she's a dear friend of mine. She just goes, Britt, I really feel like you're supposed to do this show. And something inside of me, I was like, You're right. And I just knew that she was right, which is totally crazy, right? Like, that's completely bonkers. Totally crazy. It's like, what the heck? We're literally talking about how crazy it is. And then she's like, you have to do it. I was like, I know. So long story short, I basically film, you know, you send in this little video. And, like, I have such a tiny apartment. I don't even have a blank wall. So I literally put a towel over the door in my bathroom. I have my roommate tape it on her phone. I send it to ABC. And it was just kind of one of these things where I was like, okay, if I make it to the next round, I'll keep going. If not, you know, maybe the universe is saving me from the craziest thing ever. So yeah. I was just told, hey, either way. And I was like, blah. So it just keeps happening. You know, the castings get more and more intense. It's like, you know, by the end, they're like drawing your blood. You pee in a cup. They're calling everyone you've ever known. <laughs> oh, my You're gosh. doing uh, psych tests that are like so in-depth. They know way more about me than I ever have known about myself. Like, you know, crazy. Um, and then you finally, you know, I remember I just got the call. And they're like, so? You're going to do the show and uh, show up this place this time with, you know, every type of clothing for every type of scenario. And you have no idea what you're getting into. We'll see you, you know, on X date. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh,
1: okay, That's ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Totally insane. So, yeah, it wasn't like a plan, but it just felt right and kept feeling right. And, you know, I would like there was kind of this thing where I was like, okay, if I'm not supposed to do this, take this from me and I'm okay with that.
1: You know, yeah, it, it all worked out. So it just Eddie, kept on working, and I love yeah. that it was just very like low key. It's like okay, low production video, kind of oh, sending it down on a whim, I have like no idea. Because there's, I'm sure that there's people who have gone in with like a big, like they've done like a big budget movie, they've like gotten attention, sent it in. <laughs> like I know people do that on Survivor a lot to try to get on. Um, yeah. And you just like show up and it's like, it, re- it it was like as if it was meant to be.
0: I was going to say there was almost this part of me where I was like, you know what, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen because it's supposed to. Yeah, And uh, not because I'm forcing it or because I said it in the exact right way or I answered the question so eloquently that they're going to be blown away by my answer. You know, it was more like either this is supposed to happen in my yeah. life or it's not. And, you know, whatever. So. That's, I guess it was. <laughs> that's fascinating.
1: Has that, have you ever taken that approach to anything else in your life? Or was this kind of like a one-off? What was that like?
0: I would say I take that approach to every single thing in my life.
1: I love that.
0: I, I think um, for me, um, I can be an overanalyzer and I can get really in my head. And I don't think that's my best space to live in. And so for me to like, you know what I mean? You can weigh options forever. And for me, it's like, I just get a gut feeling. I'm like, how does my spirit feel though? Like what that, that to me feels like the truest truth because I can think one thing, then think uh, something completely different two seconds later. And it's like, okay, I just got to like get that out of my head. And like, what do I feel? What feels right and true and like safe to me, whatever. And I was just like, okay, this is an adventure. Here we go.
1: I love that. I think that's a great insane. approach. I think I kind of do the same thing. So I'm in I'm in Austin, Texas right now. Yeah. I'm in town. There's like a, a poster that says Texas behind me. I was going to um, say,
0: uh, I have no idea that's where you're at. I'm looking at a giant banner that says Texas <laughs> right behind his head, like bigger than his body. But yeah, that's awesome, Yeah. And,
1: okay. So, and, and I'm here for South by Southwest and I didn't, like, I didn't have a game plan at all. I was just like, I'm going to show up. And I, uh, love that. And I just... I showed up and things just keep on happening just because yep. like, like I just keep on like getting meetings with people or like getting invited to like parties or events. I don't know. I, th- I just think that magical things happen when you just like show up and yep. like once you like, you take that first step, that's like uh-huh. half of the process. That's the hardest part really.
0: Right. And it's it's going into it with an openness and kind of like just an expectation that like okay I'm here and I'm expecting that good things will happen and I'm just I'm just open to it and yeah. I I just believe I'm here for a reason and so let's go and and the worst that can happen is I have a terrible time yeah and so what okay. you know and I was just kind of like maybe it's terrible but it's still an experience yeah. and you live once so yeah
1: okay and <laughs> I so
0: love it, all right cool we're and, gonna like conquer the world together I feel I
1: love it this is so good <laughs> okay okay so you. Basically you take that step, you take that leap and it worst yeah. case scenario is the worst, best case scenario is the best. Um was the bachelor the best <laughs> or the worst? You be know honest. what?
0: It was absolutely both. Um it was absolutely both. Um I feel like so so uh, you didn't watch the show so I'll give you like kind of the I don't know the Cliff's notes to what happened. Thank you. So I I show up, and you know I'm super excited. I don't know if you can tell. I'm very excitable, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this. this. Is crazy." So I get there. I'm like so nervous, so nervous. But then I walk in. It's really fun. Like there's this thing called like the first impression rose, and I like got it, and I was like, "Cool." So everything's working out. I'm like, "Okay, I am supposed to be here. It's working. Like it's good." And actually, like it's interesting so the good part about it is you get to go on amazing dates like amazing we're like get in a jet plane in wedding dresses in touchdown in san francisco and they're like okay you're gonna do like a mud run in a wedding dress you know like crazy stuff, like so fun or like you, you know like jimmy kimmel sets up this obstacle course where we're like literally chasing pigs and like milking cows and like all this or like what else do we do? Like singing on stage in front of like a bunch of people, like at a country concert or like going in a hot air balloon. Just crazy thing. You know, this is not stuff I'm doing in my normal life. <laughs> and so that was really fun. Getting, getting along with the women was really fun. Like I have girlfriends that I will keep in my life for the rest of my life. Like I love them. So that, those are the really fun things. It's also fun to be open and let your heart go and be vulnerable. Like that to me, that's like a joy in my life is just like getting into the, the real stuff, yeah. like letting yourself be
1: exposed. Awesome. You're great at like just being vulnerable, being going out there.
0: Thanks. Um, so, well, and, and the thing is that's really good and then it also opens you up a lot. And so uh, the experience was really fun while we were filming. It's about two and a half months of filming um, you know, where you have no friends, no family, nothing like you're completely and it's actually beautiful. No cell phone, no email, like really nice. And it feels like summer camp on crack. And so it's really fun and you get to know these women really well. I thought, and so I had a really fun time. And then right at the end, as I left, it was kind of made known to me that people were saying things about me, and it wasn't really clear what was going on. I was very confused because you have to realize like we're eating every meal together. I'm sitting on these women's laps. We're sleeping in the same bed. We're like best friends and I don't have any beef with anybody. We're totally vibing the entire time. And so at the very end, I kind of hear um, from the bachelor that, that these women have been kind of throwing me under the bus in some way, but it's not clear. And I was just like completely distraught, completely confused. um, And then I go home. And so I remember I flew home and I was like, Mom and Dad, this season is going to be so different than all the other ones. There's going to be no drama. We all got along so well. It's, like, so nice. And I was like, but it did get a little weird at the end. But, you know, I'm not really sure. I'll figure out when I watch it. Because that's another thing. I don't know if people know. We don't watch it until we're watching it with
1: millions of people. Okay, so you have no idea what's happening.
0: So in my mind, I've been really good friends with these women. I've had a great time and I got along with The Bachelor like really well. Things were great until like literally the last two or three days. I was like, those are kind of rough. You know, I like leave crying and they played that a billion times. So the world's probably seen that 8,000 times. But watching it back became, uh, I-, I would say, uh, probably the lowest point in, in my life, wow. I think. Um, so it went from like this amazing adventure that was really fun and totally, you know, challenging, but co- completely enjoyable. And I felt very, um, happy and present and alive. And like, just like, I was being myself and, um, I don't know, it just felt like a very positive experience. And then watching it back was absolutely devastating. Um, I'll give you like a couple examples. Basically w- what went on was, um, pretty severe, uh, like bullying, (laughs) which I've never really been a part of. I went to a very tiny school and we were all friends. It was kindergarten to 12th grade. So I'd never really experienced just meanness or being misunderstood. Um, that just hadn't really been like a prevalent factor in my life. So it it was very new to me. Um, you know, now I'm grateful for it, but it was, it was, it was a rude awakening. So I would be, you know, an example would be, um, okay. I love children. Like World Vision is my jam. I've tutored children. I was a nanny for years. Like, I sponsor kids. It's, it's, it's one of the joys of my life is being around children. And I was very expressive about that the whole time. And I remember, um, so I'm on a date. It's called a one-on-one, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's one-on-one <laughs> this a one-on-one little- date. I just
1: little- want to stop you real quick and say that this is so fascinating to me. Right? Like, I kind of want to go back and watch it knowing oh, all of this.
0: You guys should watch it. You'll you'll it'll blow your mind. It's 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 an insane show. It's fun. The, the thing is, you might get hooked.
1: Like you yeah. don't think
0: you will, and then you will. It's crazy. I believe
1: it's- it. I believe it. Anyway, continue. You're on a one-on-one.
0: So, yeah, so I'm on a one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. And you know the the bachelor Chris asked me. He's like, "Do you want kids? Or how many kids do you want?" And I was like, completely genuinely like answering. I want a bunch of kids. I love kids, which I do. Every one of my friends knows, it. my family knows. It's just that's never even been a question. I'm like, I love children, and I go, I want a lot of kids. And so, to me, I'm thinking when I watch this, it's going to have the twinkly happy music because we're on a twinkly happy date, and it's going to be romantic, and because that's how it felt, and it was great. And then when I'm watching it, it's instead of that, it's the, it's they're showing the women like in the house without me, and they're all saying, Brit told me she hates kids. She never wants to have kids. And then it cuts to me saying, I want to have a lot of kids. I love kids. But they're playing like the doom villain music for oh. me saying that. And I was like, I mean, and it sounds funny now, but when it's you, it is so completely devastating because, and this happened many times in different scenarios. And it was just kind of like, you know, I remember when I signed the contract, they say, you know, we can, you know, defame you, edit edit things however we want. We can, you know, basically whatever you do, we will show. So, in, you know, I signed off on it because I was like, I'm going to do this with integrity. I have no worries about it at all. But you don't think other people can narrate you in a way that is false. And it was just mind-blowing to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm watching at the same time as millions and millions of people are watching and I look like I'm a liar. Mm. And I look like I'm manipulating someone, which is so far from my heart. And yes, it's a silly show, but when it's you, it is such, Like, I mean, just viscerally, my, my like body was nauseous. Like I was overcome with just like pain. And also I'm friends with these women, yeah. I thought, which was another whole, you know, it just it, very confusing time for me. There were just a lot of moments like that. You know, they can take a conversation that you're having with someone and, and someone else is having a conversation. They can add those two together to make it look like two different parties are having a conversation that never met. I mean, it's, it's yeah. total. um, and I understand it and I knew what I was getting into in some measure, but you just don't have an awareness of the emotional toll that it takes to be misunderstood. And I remember I would wake up every morning, like, I'm not a liar, you know, like literally having these dreams of wanting to defend myself for like tell people that I'm an honest person or that yeah. I'm not. These things that were being said about me and, you know, social media tore me shreds.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask about that because Oof. I would imagine Oof. like, Rough. yeah, just that's, that's not something that the average person ever has to deal with. You know, I think that most people at some point do experience some uh,
0: level of, yeah, some
1: level of that. But I mean, you experience the world turning on you for essentially a thing that you didn't do. Like what does that feel like?
0: Really fun, man. No, No. (laughs) (laughs) you should try it. Um, uh, no, honestly, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I truly, I truly wouldn't. Um, I, I just remember there were days, you know, and as this is playing out, I would say the first, you know, couple episodes are really, you know, you, you kind of get a sense of who I am and I felt like, okay, yeah, this is fun. We're, how crazy that we're watching this on TV. You know, I've never been on TV before and it was just kind of this wild thing. And, it and was, who
1: are you it was, watching it with when you like were watching My it
0: roommate. I would just watch it okay. with my um, roommate or like some of my girlfriends from my old job. I didn't even have a TV, so we would like watch it online and, you know, it was really fun and just kind of this like silly experience. Um... And then it started getting, you know, to where women would, I would be watching people that I just thought I was friends with saying very cruel things about me when I was not present. And that was really hard. So that was the first blow. And then this, this entirely new thing that I've never, you know, I'm not like a social media famous person. Like you kind of understand that, but I had never had that before. I'm friends with my friends on social media until this point. Like, you know, I post a picture of a hamburger. They're like, that looks good or whatever. You know, that's like the extent of my experience you know in that world and all of the sudden there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people saying I mean the fans of this show are so intense and they take it so personally um, and they loved this bachelor so much, who I also liked, P.S., but they thought, you know, that they, uh, they made this, you know, some some people assumed that I was being fake, I think, because I'm very happy and they kind of would play, like, weird music when I'm just being happy. Like, it was fake somehow, which is so hard to watch. I just want to be like, no, I am that way. That's how I am. <laughs> but um, anyways, so all of these things and people would just write, you're fake, you know, you're, excuse my language, but they would be like, you're a bitch. They, I got, like, almost death threats. Like, you shouldn't even live. They would call me fat, call me ugly. I mean, tear apart my body. Like your your mom should have raised you better. Um, you're you know, uh, get off of here. Like I'm I'm tired. Like horrible, horrible. I mean, so mean, and it was just so constant. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of strangers every day telling me I'm worthless, telling me I have no value, telling me I made a mistake, telling me I'm a liar, calling me fake, calling me ugly, calling me this, calling me that, um, saying they hate me. I mean. And you want to, you know, I think of myself as a pretty, you know, confident, happy person. And yet the onslaught was so uh, just severe and unceasing that it was, you know, so finally I'm like, okay, I'm not going on social media anymore. But then I would be driving in the car and on my radio, it would be someone talking about like, Brit deceives the bachelor by blah, blah, blah. And I was like. No, I would just be screaming in my car I'm like that's not what happened, oh my gosh, and then you know I'd go to the grocery store and I'd be checking out and it would be in the front page of a magazine, like a little picture of me like crying or something you know, and it was just so constant you know there'd be articles online I just couldn't get away from it and um i've never had to question you know where does my where does my value come from more than in those moments because I've generally been with people who know me and enjoy me and get me and you know, see me for who I am. And there's, there's not really a question as to like my intentions or, or mine with them. And, uh, so this was just a totally new experience. Yeah. So yeah, I would say best thing. And yeah, then it kind of crumbled into a really painful thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's, it's incredible. I mean, incredible may not be the best word, but that you have this incredible experience and you walk away and you're like, sweet. And then it, it falls, it it falls away from there. Uh, yeah. What? And so, and so use the word identity. You were talking yeah. about, uh, you know, where you find your identity. What, like, how did you, I mean, w- when you and I met, you were not like, f- I mean, to the best of my knowledge, you weren't like <laughs> freaking out about this in the same yeah. way that I would imagine you were before. How you, have like, a
0: lot of like now? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How, What? like, what did that transition look like for you?
0: It's it's interesting. So, again, like I told you from the beginning, I was like, I felt like I was supposed to do this. I just did. There was no question in my mind. Um, my spirit was very much, like, resonating, yes, yes, do this. And so, yeah, when all this uh, backlash came and I felt very unjustly, you know, I felt wronged. I really did. I felt wronged by the world. You know, at this point, I was like, I'm just, oh, wow, really, really, this didn't go right. Like, the universe messed up here. This is, you know. Um, and through that, I really had to start asking the tough questions. And and I don't know. um, It's easy to be happy, go lucky and and feel confident when, when nothing's coming against you and you surround yourself with people that understand you and and that, that isn't really challenged, right? I mean, there are challenges, of course, just being a human, but um, these challenges were so significant that it really forced me basically like to my niece. I was just uh, like on my face crying at night, you know, I was crying on the way to work, crying on the way home from work. And um, it's in those moments that you have to really dig deep. And as I did, I was like, I just remember, and I, I prayed a lot about it, talked to a lot of people that I admire. And and, and just the truth that, that I found in this, in a way that I, that I never had before was just that like my value is, Absolutely not connected to the way people interpret me, because people will always be human, right? Some other human judging me doesn't. Their truth is is not necessarily true. Like their perception of me can be flawed, and I can't live my life trying to please people that I will never meet. I can't even live my life trying to please humans, right? Like I I have to come back to like, do I feel like I'm living rightly? And the answer was, yes, I, I do. I do feel like I was doing that with integrity. I can say I have peace within myself like with the way that I, with I, with, that I carried myself through this. And so that just had to be enough. I was like, I have to believe what God says about me. I have to believe what my friends who know me say about me. And I can no longer hold on to this lie that I think most people have low level. Like it's kind of on the down low, but everyone's kind of subscribing to this lie that like um, external validation means anything because it, tr- it truly can't because that is, that is just, you can chase after that your whole life and you, it's going to be futile because people, their, their opinions are going to vacillate, right? One day you're cool. Then you're not, then you do something awesome and, or you get famous and they love you or in and, and that can't be what it's from. Like the confidence, the safety has to come from within, you know, and like your, your identity cannot be tied to anything outside of you. And that that was just something I never had to face before because generally what was outside of me was positive. And so I could live with that. And I agreed with it and it was okay. And then suddenly when it became negative, I was like, oh, wait, I, I can't agree with this. I don't think I'm a liar. I don't think I'm a terrible person. I know what happened. So there has to be some something's some not lining up. So like, wh- where's, is, where's is the truest truth? And like, I just yeah. had to go on that journey. And so I, honestly, at this point, I'm really grateful, like super duper grateful. Yeah.
1: The the incredible thing is that you got to walk out of that terrible experience, having grown, having found your identity in, you know, pro- you know, I would imagine, and I don't want to like speak this over you, but um, before you were on this show, you probably, even though you didn't have like a bunch of people saying terrible things about you, you may have been finding your identity more in other people than totally in, than in what it should have been. Absolutely, and so it's almost as if like sure it was a crappy experience, but you got to come out of it with you know a, a changed way of seeing the world.
0: Right, because you're not so forced to ask yourself like, do I truly love and accept myself as having value? Irregardless of what people say, if people aren't saying anything, me, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure. Yeah, that's are a really like, good point. It's just, you don't even know. How, you don't totally know how you feel about yourself because generally people surround themselves with people that enjoy them. That's the human way, right? And uh, it, it really just forced me to ask those questions. And then, um, you know, once I kind of got back to that, it gave me this, you know, all of all of these like really amazing truths about like wh- where does confidence come from. Where, where is why is a person worthy or not worthy of love? Why is a person valuable? Why all of these things? And now I speak to young women about it and it's like, I never would have been able to do that before. You know, if I'm addicted to drugs or something and someone who's never done a drug in their life walks in and says, oh, don't do that. You shouldn't do that. Let me tell you why you shouldn't do that. Here's the steps. I'm like, uh, you don't relate. So your words mean nothing to me. And now I can fully walk into a room of young women who are like, I'm, I'm dealing with insecurity. Um, I don't know where my value is. I don't feel good about myself. I don't like myself, I'm being bullied, all these things. and I can fully walk in that room and say, "Girl, I get it. And yeah. here's, what's, here's the, the deeper truth of what's going on. Here's what you can hang on to, and here's what you can totally let go. Um, so that's been just a real blessing, yeah. and, you know it's obviously incredible. in disguise in disguise, for sure. Oh, but, definitely. Uh, but looking back, I would not do anything differently. Mm. I just think it's really beautiful how it's all
1: worked out. That's incredible. Okay, and so so this happens. Yeah, you kind of come out. You, I mean, I would imagine this takes months to to kind of understand all of this, and I would imagine it's you're constantly going. But then, basically, the bachelor people they reach back out to you. Is that right? And they're like, "Hey, you want to do another season? Is that is that what happens?"
0: Yes, which is crazy. So people, you know, everyone in my life is like, because I'm finally getting back on track, and I'm like, "Oh wow, I actually, you know." I'm loving myself in this deeper way and I'm, and I'm loving other people and I have all this grace for people and blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like, you know, my life has changed. And then they asked me to go back and all my friends are like, okay, but, but you got the lesson. You got it. <laughs> you don't have, to, you don't have to go back, you know, um, you know, they, they love me and they're like, we don't want to see you on your face crying again every day. That didn't feel like a good thing. Like, cool. You learned the lesson. You're doing good things. It's great. But just, you know, just stop. You, cool. You just yeah. out now. um. And again, you know, Brandon, it's just that thing I just felt in my spirit and inclination towards it. And, you know, they had asked me to do Bachelor in Paradise, and I said no, um, which is a totally different show. And so I was, I was you know, because I'm always checking myself. I'm like, is it just that I want to be on TV? It, it, is there some human selfishness involved in this? And, you know, there wasn't because I felt very strong no to this particular show. And then when they asked Bachelor Ride, I was like... I feel a strong yes. I have no idea why because that seems so counter to anything that would make sense for self-protection, anything that would make sense, you know. Um, And so I did it. And again, it ended up kind of in rejection. And, uh, you know, it it was, you know, uh, embarrassing. I went on, and I don't know, just by way of explanation for people that don't watch the show, there was two bachelorettes this season, and the men chose. And so, of course, in my mind, again, I'm, like, gotten back to this, like, happy, confident place where I'm like, okay, it's me and God and my friends, and we're all good, and I'm going on it and cool. So yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm going to do the whole season. And then, you know, cut to three days later, I'm getting booted off in front of millions of people again. And I'm just like, okay, all right, well, I Wait. got Okay. I got the lesson. What's happening now? Yeah.
1: Wait, so, ex- break down what happened. How did you get kicked oh. off the show if you're like the bachelorette? Like, how does that work?
0: It's insane. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You didn't watch it. Um, so,
1: <laughs> so sorry.
0: It, no, no, no. It's actually good because what you don't know, I'm sure a lot of people listening don't know. Um, so, every year they do one bachelorette, and it's usually someone that's just liked by, from this pr- season previous. Um, but this year they're like for ratings or whatever, they're like, we're going to do two. So there's,
1: there's two women from like past seasons.
0: Yes. Okay. So it's me and a girl that I actually really like. Her name is Caitlin. Um, and I remember going into all these meetings and they were like, there's going to be two of you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. That's so awkward, but it'll be kind of fun. And again, like I'm still feeling this. Yes, I'm supposed to do it. So I'm thinking it's going to turn out well. So I go in fully hopeful, fully like present, and this is gonna work out great. Like, this is my chance to redeem myself. People are gonna see the real version of me, Um, all this stuff. And of course, I'm not thinking that this is a multi million dollar show they surely know who's going to complete the season. This is not like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, I'll just try to get along with these dudes and maybe they'll pick me if they like me or if it's supposed to be. Of course, they know who's winning. Like, they have to plan this months in advance. Like, all the dates are tailored to Caitlyn. You know, as I'm watching the season, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Brett, you're so dumb that you didn't see that coming. But still, I didn't see it coming. And so the men vote... Um, you know the men that they cast, so they know who they wanted. It's just I don't know. I was not aware what was going on again, which I feel like also is better. I was able to be myself. I yeah. wasn't, you know, there was no uh, attitude because I just didn't know it was coming. So I was myself. Anyways, I basically at the end of this these uh, first nights. Well, it's one night on the show. It takes a couple nights to film the votes are cast. And then the Chris Harrison, the shows, you know, host comes up and he's like, I'm sorry, you're going home. And I just remember being like, uh, what, what? Like, oh no, again. Oh, come on. You know, just kind of like, oh man. Um, you know, and so it was embarrassing. I had to call all my friends. I've packed my bags for three months. I'm like, well, I'm coming right back home, you know? Um, and they're voting on like who's wife material or not. So, you know, so that's really hard. That's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. And um, you know, now I'm able to look back and see a lot of a lot of other factors, and it's I have a lot of peace about it now. But in the moment, it's very embarrassing. And again, it's it's not rejection in private, and you get to go home to your friends and say I feel sad. It's rejection on national television. Um, You know, you're blindsided in front of millions of people and you're in a dress and everyone says no to you and you go home and, you know, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel great. Anyways, okay, so that, so that happened and this will, okay, kind of transition into the next thing. So again, it goes from like me being really hopeful and yes, I'm supposed to do this. And then all of a sudden being just... You know, feeling devastated and like kind of slightly wronged again, just by the the universe at large. Like, but why, why, why am I trying and being honest and showing up and being vulnerable and you just kind of get smashed down again? And I was just like in the limo home, like, what the heck? Like, what the heck? I, I don't, I don't know. But again, just like the first time, there was like so much has come out of it that's good and that couldn't have happened in any other way. And looking back now, I see that that put me on this platform where it's like now I have this voice. Before I was one of 30 women, and so I had people who are looking at me. But then being on this next season, it's like I got this giant platform which you know is not really what I was seeking yeah um, it was kind of an embarrassing platform and yet somehow the psychology of America fans is very odd and like they didn't like me before and then the second season like just in you know the the maybe hour or three or five whatever it is that people saw me they kind of got a better picture of who I was kind of
1: humanized you
0: it humanized me and then I think also just seeing me have real emotions like people softened towards me and yes it humanized me and then there was no narration over me it was just me speaking for myself and so I feel like it in many ways allowed me to be myself and then also I didn't have to go through all of the heartbreak of the season which you know I watched the full season and I, I think I might have dodged a giant bullet there um and I'm very happy for Caitlin she ended up with an amazing person so I think everything worked out the way it was supposed to that's good and so she got the guy she was supposed to. And now I kind of have this platform where I have a voice and I- I'm getting to talk about things that I, that I really think are important.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, uh, okay. So on the show you, or, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember how all of this worked. Um, uh-huh. but I, you know, I live in Nashville mm-hmm. and Brady, who is also on that same season of the show yes, lives Grant. in Nashville. Yes. Um, and so y- you guys dated for a while.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Off of the show. So Off of the show. He left the show, came to my hotel room and you know, he was so sweet. He's like, you know, I'm a Christian musician and all of these things and he just is very very kind and like I don't know, that's such a gentlemanly move. I was like, "Okay, I have to try this. Like this is such a sweet person." Um so we dated for about 2 months and even that, you know, that relationship also did not pan out, but I mean, we're still amazing friends. Like I, I love him to death. He's awesome. And I think he's single everyone on podcast. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. Um, uh, but, but even that didn't work out. But again, like, I just feel like all these puzzle pieces are fitting together. Yeah. So Brady and I are dating. We're talking about the bachelorette and you know, it didn't work out, but he's like, Brit, you have this massive platform now You have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people looking to you. What do you want to say? What do you want to do with this? And um, I just remember, like, in that moment, the first thing that popped in my mind was World Vision, who, I'll just explain a little bit who they are. They're a humanitarian organization. um,
1: One of the biggest in the world, right? They're
0: huge, and they're awesome. So I've been um, sponsoring with them for six or seven years Um, I have 10 kids that I sponsor and you get to, you know, talk to them. Like I'm, you know, corresponding with them, sending them things. They send me things. I get updates. It's like amazing. And And so so your money
1: goes to like getting them food, water, shelter, life stuff.
0: It's amazing. It's literally under, sorry, I'm going to do a little pitch because I just love what they do. (laughs) do I'll let you go ahead. Do it because it's amazing. So, and, and I've just been doing it for years. Um, it's, it's less than $40 a month and it's food it's water, it's education and it's, it's medical. So it's saving people. And it's not like some nameless, you know, faceless, like I'm just throwing my money somewhere, you know, exactly where your money's going. And you literally get to see these kids grow up. I've watched these kids grow up some of them for like years and years. It's crazy. And it's just totally beautiful. I've been impacted by it forever. Um, anyway, so Brady's like, what do you want to do? Like, you have a voice. What do you want to say? And I'm like, Do I want to make money selling tea or, you know, uh, fitness equipment or t-shirts or all of these things that, you know, having a lot of,
1: when you have a hundred thousand followers, 200, 300, whatever you have, you can do whatever you want to do.
0: Right. And, and I was getting those offers and I was like, that doesn't feel like, you know, I'm not going to go through all this and have that be what comes out of it. Um, and I was just like, I've always wanted to work with world vision, um, but that always felt kind of like they're this massive organization. They know what they're doing. Who am I? I'm nobody. Um, and Brady goes, uh, actually my friends are like head of PR there and I'm going to set you up a meeting. And I was like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's really soon. Okay. Hold on. I need to like marinate on this. And he's like, no, we're just going to do it. And I was like, ah, okay. I love uh, it. He just you got know, you the hookup. It's totally, I'm really nervous. Cause I just, you know, I esteem them so much. It's like, going to meet the president or something. They're like, I'm like, Oh gosh. Okay. All right. Are they going to approve me? Are they going to think I'm cool enough to like work with them? Whatever. So I go and meet with them. And uh, long story short, I basically started speaking on their behalf and we, we started doing these really cool things where I would go to these women's conferences. And so it would be um, in the South, these Southern women's shows. It would be thousands and thousands of women um, who, you know, the demographic was just perfect because it was people that really cared about the show. So they were very aware of who I was you know, they want the inside scoops. So I would kind of do this Q&A, like, this is what really happened. You know, what What questions you have for me? Here's something you didn't know. Here's what was fun. Here's what was bad. da 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 da, da. And then I would make an appeal. Um, and I would be like, also, something that's really important to me is World Vision. Th- these are the kids I sponsor, like, you know, and, and this is how it works. Would you be interested? And then I would, you know, do a meet and greet and, again, make an appeal. And it is so insane But this crazy reality show has saved so many lives in so many countries. It's amazing. It totally worked. It like totally worked. And I would always leave these conferences and I would just be like, oh my God, who would have ever thought, you know, I was like, the trajectory of my life has been so random and crazy and like, you know, tumultuous over the past year. And yet, and the outcome is These women who are watching the show looking for love, wanting to watch someone fall in love, who have these like tender hearts that are looking for something, are now moving that emotion into sponsorship and they're literally saving lives. Like I'm looking at women that I never would have met otherwise. I'm getting to talk with them, pray with them, hug them. We're crying, and they're sponsoring kids in, you know, Uganda, China. Like it's it's absolutely crazy. And I just looking back, I'm like, there's no other way that that could have happened. And it just, you know? It, yeah,
1: it, just, it flipped it upside down.
0: Really beautiful. It's like, I'm so grateful and just continually astonished that that's the way it all panned out. It just, you know, you couldn't have seen it from the beginning. And looking back, I'm like, whoa, awesome. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. It's really that's beautiful.
1: incredible. That yeah. makes me so happy.
0: Yeah, dude, me too. Me too.
1: I love that. Obviously, you're able to do that because you had millions of people watching you on TV. You have, like, this big platform. Like, right. what would you advise to somebody who has a 100 followers, who doesn't have a TV show? Like, what's, yeah. like, besides, like, sponsoring a child, like, yeah. what's, like, a way that somebody can kind of, like, use their platform, that, like, whatever that is, to to kind of, yeah, to turn things upside down?
0: You know what I would say? Something that I learned through all of this is um, the power of a kind word and an encouraging word like because i do I don't think that people really think it through because I remember so in the thick of it, right when things were bad and people were being so so cruel, I remember there would be you know people that were strangers to me, and you know I'd click on them and they have like forty one followers and they live in Missouri, and I've never met them and it you know but the, I remember people who didn't know me would just say. I want you to know that I'm praying for you or I think you're a good person and you don't deserve this or some, I mean, it would be two sentences sometimes and it would completely, I mean, bring me to tears. And so I started always posting things about it. And I was like, I don't think people are aware of how much it means to hear something good spoken over you, whether, I mean, because here's what, here's what, how I think about it. I, I, all my friends in my life, I love them, but how often do I say it? Or like, I know that they're funny, or wow, you're really optimistic, or you're a real good problem solver, or you, know, you really listen well, or I feel, I feel emotionally connected to you. You've really made an investment in that area, and that, and that affects my life in a positive way. And I think that, and that's why I spend time with them, but how often do I tell them? And anytime that someone tells me, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. And it changes your life. Yeah. It really changes the way that you view yourself and in the, in the way that you carry yourself. And then it empowers you to keep acting that way. And so since then, I've, you know, in my normal, like, yes, I have a platform and that's, you know, there's a certain way that I, you know, I'm able to talk to a lot of people, but I still talk to my real friends and it's totally changed the way that I talk to them. I would say just exercise intentionality and in speaking the good things that you know about your friends to their face because it will change their life. I and then they'll go to somebody else. And that's a really small way that I, the thing is, it seems so small and it might seem insignificant, but I do think that's what changes the world, right? Because yeah. I think there's so many voices Say you know, you look at, you look at, you know, Instagram, whatever, Snapchat, everybody's beautiful. Everybody has giant boobs. Everyone's cooler than you. They have more money than you. They're doing more interesting things. They have cooler friends. Their tattoos are more awesome than yours. And that's, and that's the message that we're getting all the time. And the people that we're with that we love aren't cutting through that by opening their mouths and saying, no, this is what I see in you though. As someone that knows you, I see something that is so much more awesome than that girl's car. Or whatever you're comparing yourself against, and and I think that we think these things, and you might feel embarrassed or just not compelled, um, or you know, like it's uncalled for, or they must know that because I'm hanging out with them. But I've started doing it, and it's real, and it just is creating kind of this like environment of exchange where where we're building each other up in a world that is kind of set to tear
1: everyone down all the time. That's amazing, and that okay, so that actually reminds me.
0: And- Sorry, one more thing. It also feels good to do. Even Mm. if you're doing it selfishly, you will start feeling better if you start blessing people. If you start speaking good things over their life, you will feel better. Because another thing is when you're always thinking about yourself and how can I self-improve and am I as good as this person, da, 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 da. If you can shift the focus and say, like, Brandon, you know what I think is so cool about you? I love that you do a podcast that's trying to bring joy to the world. I, you know, I love that you're engaging people. I love that you want people to be compelled by goodness instead of the, like, the yucky things of the world. Like, that is, I love that you're bringing truth to people that you don't even know you, that, that, that tells me something about your heart. That feels good for me to say that to you. Do you know what I mean? And it's creating this cycle of, like, totally just empowering each other yeah. and it's, it feels so small. But dude, it's just, I don't know, it's been a total revelation to me. Because yeah. there's a thing about letting it escape your lips that's different than just thinking
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you have no idea like how much those, how much power those words can hold. It reminds me of mm-hmm. a few weeks ago on this same show, um, I interviewed this designer, Ruthie Lindsay. She's like a stylist. She's styled like for all these incredible brands. I'm sure you've even seen her stuff and don't even oh, realize I'm sure. it. But she's, uh, she had this like terrible... Car accident, and she was bedridden for you know basically years, kind of in this depression. Yeah. But she was like living in this home, and she had made her home beautiful. Mm-hmm. And all of her friends were like, Ruthie, you are so good at this. And she had never heard anybody tell her that she was right? good at like making things beautiful. And now she's, you yeah. know, now she's doing all this work for these top brands, top yeah. like nonprofits in the world. But if I nobody had ever, like, spoken that over her, she wouldn't have realized that. And so yeah, by speaking kindly to people, by speaking these truths to people, you're not lying. You're not making up stuff. You're just finding a way to, like, tell these people the truth. By doing that, you have the opportunity to kind of speak something into existence. Like Exactly. It's and crazy. It is,
0: and it's addressing a truth that people can't see about themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very hard. And it takes, I mean, it takes a lot of, I think, work to get to a place where, and a lot of times it's interesting that you say, like, talk about her having to go through something really hard. Usually, it is through something very hard where you get to the point where you're like, okay, I love myself now because I had to. <laughs> you know, I couldn't can't just skate by because life got gnarly. And usually, that is what it takes. But I feel like, um, in the absence of that, a way to do that for someone else is just to speak truth over them because there's so many voices in your head, like, eh, 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 and they're constant, right? And if someone else can slice through that with like a little bit of truth, like what better gift is there to give somebody? You know, it's I I love it. I anyways, so that that's my little my little thing, and that's that's, you know I do I do things like speaking. um, You know, I'll I'll go to like you know college campuses or churches or whatever, and and it's usually mostly young women. Men are invited too, but for some reason they don't care about the show as much. So. <laughs> uh, and also I just have like a, a heart for young women because um, I do think the identity question is, is especially prevalent in that age group. I just like they're totally given so many mixed messages. I'm just trying to cut through that a lot. And basically me standing in front of the room and saying, you have value. You're lovable. You don't have to perform. You don't have to be, be- what the world says is beautiful. You, because you are a human being, that lives on this planet, inherently have value. Period. And it's like, they've never heard it before. They've never heard that before. No one's saying that to them. And it's heartbreaking. You know, it was just like, that shouldn't be such a revelation. And yet it is. And every time I say it, they're like, it's the first time it's ever hit them, you know? And then I'm sure it will take a, a hundred more people saying it for it to totally sink in. But I just... The economy of this world isn't saying that to young people, that they just have value because they are in existence. And so I think it's up to us to say that to one another.
1: Well, you're fantastic at that. And Okay, so uh, kind of a bragging point. You would never say this about yourself. But so you and I, we were in Jerusalem. Like, this is like a and week and a and half I'm ago. Gonna... And, uh, and we basically co-hosted a meetup in Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. We're like, hey... <laughs> Come on out to, like, this street corner, uh, which sounds super sketchy, but, like, meet us here. We'll, like, come hang out. It'll be fun. Yeah, Um,
0: which I've never done that before, and I was like, these guys are so cool. I don't even
1: know what this is. It was great, and uh, and obviously, you're a natural at it because you had, like, I had a few people come out, and they were so cool. I loved them. Um, Yeah. But you had, like, 10 times as many, and they were, like, all of these, like, 19-year-old Jewish girls, (laughs) and... You, like, you hung out with them for, like, three hours. Just, like, you were, like, truly happy, like, genuine. It was so fun to see you just, like, caring for these people and, like, speaking, like, awesome, like, truth over them. And I don't know. Yeah, that's my thing.
0: Exactly. Because I'm, like, I'm, like, okay, you think you're coming and you think I'm going to talk about the show. I was, like, I'm going to talk about that I love you and that you're lovable and I'm going to say that to you and I'm going to talk about, you know, real, real things. And that is totally just one of the weirdest things I never saw coming out of this is like how many times I've just been able to like really get on a real level with young women and be like, here are things that I wish I knew when I was 22. That's cool. I wish I knew what I could let go of and just like be okay and like love myself. but I didn't know that. And so I'm like, I'm going to tell you whether it sinks in or not. I love you. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was really fun. And thank you for setting that up. Cause that is, I've never done that before.
1: Yeah, that was In great. In
0: Jerusalem, which was even cooler.
1: Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do these all over the world.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah,
1: deal. Um, I feel like we should just transition from here into like at the end of every show. I like to ask huh? a few questions. Okay. Uh, to everybody. Um, and so question number one is like so
0: no pressure, but try to do better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, you just
1: gotta school everybody. <laughs>
0: you just gotta be more interesting than everybody else's answers. Okay, cool. Bring
1: them on. Um. How would you describe the kind of person that you most admire in the world? Hmm.
0: I would say what is sexy to me in the way, like appealing, like what draws me into someone, someone that is uh, generous, um, someone that is happy for the well-being of others, like gets excited for other people's success. I think that's the deepest kind of confidence, you know, if you can truly be happy for someone else. Um, and then I think someone, this sounds, I mean, I guess it is basic, but someone that is kind, um, that is intentionally speaking love and life over the people around them. Cause that's not easy. It's, it's easy to be selfish. It's natural to be selfish and to be, to be giving and kind is so attractive, man. it's so refreshing and attractive. So yeah. And the, I mean, I guess that's being generous. Maybe all the things I said are the same thing, but the. That's I love it. Answer. That's why it's
1: You broke it down into bullet points.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. What are you consuming right now? Like, is there a TV show or a movie or something that you're like super excited about?
0: 7-Eleven. It's delicious. Um, <laughs> TV-wise, okay. Uh, I'm a total dork. So movies, I really like documentaries. Documentaries have been ruining me for movies lately because there's something so compelling about watching a human go, like go through real emotions because there's just so many shades that you could never act. Right, like you can be watch someone's face for a minute, and they go, "I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm torn, I'm jealous, I'm this and da da da." No one can act that well, and it's just documentaries have ruined me completely, ruined me for movies. Like specifically, I would say what I've been watching recently. Well, I watched Making a Murder twice through. You watched it so that's twice. Like, so that's like thirty hours or whatever. You know, twenty, I think. Um, I love, yeah, or like the Jinx. I love Law. I'm a total, I work at a law firm now, uh, but I've loved law my whole life, especially criminal law. I just am fascinated by lawyers, the court system, the kind of chess game that is like lawmaking. I love um, So I watch a lot of law documentaries, a lot of court cases. I'll literally watch depositions for like hours because i love you are
1: such conference. a dork oh <laughs> my gosh
0: i know I, uh, yeah so i'll watch interview tapes and then the court cases and then interview with the prosecutor interview with the defense counsel like it yeah that's my that's my like
1: happy place i love that what is that like what's your thought process on that so like are you just doing it cuz you're like oh like this is like like what's what do you take away from it i guess is a better question these
0: people are Number one, intellectually, just total superheroes. So smart. Law is so complex, and the more you get into it, the more complex it is. So that's fascinating to me. Just kind of the the, the rules and this and that, and this can be excluded, and we can't use this, so we have to use this and da, da, da. gathering evidence, all of that, all of the game of that, the preparation. I just have a lot of respect for those people being able to do it. Just you know, they're so intelligent, and I, I think deeper than that, it's a, just a sense of justice. Um, I think these people are putting everything that they have at, it's, these people are functioning at such a high level and they're doing it to bring justice, hmm. which is just, I mean, that's saving a life in a different way. You know what I mean? Some people don't have food, some people don't have water and some, and then some people don't have justice and, and all of those needs are important. And I just think they're addressing a really basic human need and they're fighting for someone that can't fight for themselves. And that's like, so cool.
1: I love that. So cool. Yeah, is, so in
0: another life, I would be a lawyer.
1: Yeah, I was about to ask, is there any way that, like, that's your next career move?
0: Well, I'm kind of getting into it a little bit. Yeah, so right now I'm working for two prosecutors, and so I'm helping them, you know, gather evidence, and I'm taking notes in court, and I'm like, you should say this in your final statement, because that really, you know, I could tell the jury reacted to that. And I love it, dude. I'm geeking out right now, if you can't tell. But yeah, so that's that's in my mind. I don't know. I kind of have a lot of plates spinning. I don't know if I could do it, but... yeah. I'm fascinated by it. It's That's cool. It's a pretty uh heavy hobby. We'll just call it that. It's not quite a career move, but it's I
1: I, I really like learning about it. That's so fascinating. I love that. I love that.
0: So that's what I all of my movies and YouTubing and documentaries <laughs> all are kinda in that vein. That's cool. Just studying these these people
1: <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> um last question. And you kind of already answered this, so feel free to say Dude, I've given you all I've got, or answer it differently, but huh? based on the ways that you've like, chosen to like, live your life, what's, like, what's a way that you would encourage someone else to live their own life differently? Sorry, like, what's, a, what's a change you'd encourage somebody to make in their own life?
0: I think if I had to make a change in the way that I lived my life growing up, you know, if I could, let's say I could zoot back in time and get, give little Brit some advice I think honestly, and this sounds simple again, as all of these things do, but I would say I would encourage people to live with grace, give themselves grace, that they don't have to be perfect, that they can make mistakes, that you know, they don't have to feel good all the time. They can have emotions. Just give yourself grace and in the same measure, give grace to the people around you. Realize that they're making mistakes because they're human. Realize that they're going to hurt your feelings because they're human. And it's probably because they're hurting also. And I just feel like living life with that kind of softness is going to save people from a lot of pain. You know what I mean? Just, I I would just ask for grace. Just give myself like a break, (laughs) give others a break. And, um, you know, life doesn't have to be so hard if we're not struggling so hard to be perfect, we have a lot more grace to give other people who are imperfect, and, and I just think everything flows more easily, and you can be more, more in tune with yourself and what's actually going on. Uh, so yeah, grace, keyword. <laughs>
1: That's good. Does that, that makes sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's a fantastic way to finish out the podcast. If people want to follow along with your story yes. um, and not say mean, terrible things to you on the internet, um, <laughs>
0: you, know what? you can now. At this point, I can handle it.. Uh, right where can it, where can they find you? Okay, so I mean, I think the best way is I gotta get into Snapchat and all these things I gotta take after I gotta take after you and get in that. But right now, I think Instagram is the best way. Um, I have a website, which is just com, but that's linked to uh, my Instagram. My Instagram is uh, B-R-I-T-T-K-A-R-O-L-I-N-A. Brit Carolina. It's my middle name. It's like Carolina with a K, but yeah, Brit Carolina. And then it, it, you know it's not going to blow your mind, but you can, you can keep up with what, what's going on in my life.
1: <laughs> what, what do you say? There's some of my photos in there.
0: That's true. There are some photos that will blow your mind. Not taken by me. <laughs> <laughs> Photo cred to Brandon. Uh, um, yeah, so, yeah, no, that would be cool. I, yeah. I'm getting into social media now. It's it's like my new endeavor, so. Good. It'll be fun.
1: That's fun. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Britt, for,
0: for being on the
1: show. This is so fun.
0: Dude, I totally enjoyed it. And, yeah, just tell your wife I say hi, and you guys are awesome, and I love what you're doing. I think this is... Just something that is so refreshing, Shine, you know, shining light on good things. There's so much happening in the news, and just you know, even going on Facebook, it's so much negative. I just love what you're doing. Thank you. It's thank you. it's you're a little ray of sunshine, my friend. It's really thank beautiful. You.
1: It's so fun. I'm having the. I'm just having a blast.
0: Yeah, and you're inviting other people into the blast, which that's what life's about. I, I think it's good.
1: Well, thank you. I'm uh, yeah. We'll, we'll keep in touch, and I'll have you on a hundred more times
0: okay sounds good (laughs) sounds really good okay perfect
1: cool awesome i'll see you brit all right sounds good with brandon harvey is part of the gradient podcast network and is created in collaboration between me brandon harvey and gradient find out more at gradient.is You can follow along with my story on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. My username is simply Brandon Harvey. That's Brandon with an E-N. If you go to my website, BrandonHarvey.com, you can sign up for my weekly good newsletter, where I highlight five of the most hopeful things that happened in the world this past week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts and take a minute to write a review on iTunes. We're getting even closer to reaching 100 ratings. Do it. Seriously, do it. It really helps people find us. All right, and that's all for this week's podcast. See you next week when we get the opportunity to learn from another incredible person. Sound good?